following podcast is brought to you by the fellows over at D and Weeb Network. Grab your favorite waifu pillow, crack open a cold one, take off your pants, and talk some fucking anime with the fellas at Talking Anime. Hit it, fellas. Wonichiwa, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Hashtag Best Worst Anime Podcast around Mitch. And with me um, is a familiar voice to the fans who are uh, also listening to Dean Weeb as well, uh, Zoe. Uh, everyone, welcome Zoe. Uh, it is going to officially be announcing this uh, as of today. Uh, Zoe is going to be our permanent third. So, um, this is what's going to be happening, is that this way is that we're not missing any more uh, episodes coming out and everything else, uh, with, you know, me being away, or Triple being away, stuff like that. So, we decided that we wanted to get a third on. So, the best person that we thought of, and the first person I actually thought of, was Zoe. So, Zoe, welcome to the podcast, uh, as our new permanent third. Hello, fans. (laughs) And um, I believe we have had you on uh, before um, in yes. a uh, past episode. So everyone should be aware of who Zoe is. If not, uh, do you want to give them a little uh, rundown of uh, who you at and uh, what you want to promote or anything like that? Socials and all that fun stuff. The floor is yours, my guy. Oh, man. So, uh, yes, I was on. Uh, who did we talk about? Oh, Black Air Force Energy in Anime. Yes. That was the one I was in. Yes. Yes. I'm also in um, our right now once a month one shot of one role. I also am in 13 Yokai and in Robot Tokai. Um, I do music on the side, although I haven't gone to the studio. But I'm working to get back in there. But I do do music on the side. My, most of my social media is uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. You can find at official Zoe Music. And I should pop up right then and there. Yeah, and um, I'm going to be updating uh, our um, link or link tree in the next couple of, uh, days, um, and it will have all of my updated social media, the uh, Discord or the Discord link, um, our coffee if you want to monetarily support the podcast, um, and then obviously uh, Zoe's uh, information will be there too, and of course the podcasts uh, searching uh, information too. That will be all in the link tree. Um, I will be posting it on the future episode once it's done. Um, I have some adjustments I have to make and all that fun stuff, but it will be done. Um, and this week, um, as it so happens to be, we, uh, me and Triple were going to be planning on doing an episode um, about uh, Gara versus Crocodile. Um, so this came up when I was going through Facebook and it randomly popped up a picture of who would win Gara versus Crocodile from One Piece. So the idea was Triple and me were going to do it. And then this was when, before we decided having our permanent third and it just so happened to be that this is an episode where Triple couldn't make it. So we're throwing Zoe into the fire. Uh, and having some fun here. Um, so, Zoe, what we uh, our new format to this um, is we just sit and chat for a little bit, and then we'll go into the topic. Um, it's not the you know what you've been watching, uh, anything like that. It's just random talks of anime, uh, like stuff we've been watching, stuff we've been you know uh, reading, 
all that kind of stuff. Um, not really structuring it like we used to. But, um, and then, of course, I do throw out some announcements of some anime that are coming out. So I will grab a quick uh, anime news uh, link. Mm-hmm. Because I do like to keep everyone in the uh, know of what's going on in the world of anime. Uh, so uh, we are getting a uh, a girl and her do- uh, guard dog anime. Uh, we're getting a preview of that now. Um, another one, another cool one that came out is, uh, Devil May, uh, Devil May Cry is going to get an animated series. I've just seen that. That is fucking I, hilarious that you said that. i just seen that. I, I just saw the announcement for it, and this mm-hmm. would have, uh, I, this is, like, one of Triple's, like, favorite video games. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, he based, uh, actually one of his characters off of, uh, one of the main characters from... Uh, Devil May Cry. Uh, so I, I know it's probably kicking him in the ass that he can't be here talking about it. Um, and it's going to be produced by Castle or from the guys who did Castlevania. So yep. you're going to get Castlevania vibes. Um, another really good one. Um, Scott Pilgrim takes off is going to be getting a uh, anime series now. I um, yeah. So I, I'm kind of excited for that because I liked Scott Pilgrim, uh, the the movie, and I read a couple of the the comic books and stuff like that. So I'm excited for it. Um, I know uh, another thing me and Zoe are a fan of is that me and Zoe are uh, fans of Dragon Ball. And um, we're getting a big announcement in, uh, I think it's like next month. Yeah, we're getting a big announcement at Comic-Con from new Dragon Ball Z content. Um, And everyone is... Because we got so much content that needs to be covered over. Like, Mm -hmm. since Broly movie all the way now to... (laughs) superheroes movie like yeah if you count what's in between there and the mangas because i'm not spoiling it spoiling it but yeah. man there's so much content that they need to animate oh yeah and they're they were waiting for um i think it's the moro arc to finish before mm-hmm. they were gonna start animating it and they already announced atoriyama already did announce that we're getting new anime uh next year so this is potentially maybe a release date of some new Dragon Ball content, um, which is funny because uh, me and the wife are doing a complete Dragon Ball uh, rewatch. Um, we're currently in the middle of watching Dragon Ball during uh, Baba's Palace, uh, the arc. Yeah, and we're like right before Goku versus Gohan um, in that little uh, arc at the beginning of, or near the end of Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so what we're doing is we're doing uh, Dragon Ball, then we're doing Dragon Ball Z, and then Dragon Ball Super. Um, and then when we're not watching that, obviously I'm watching One Piece. Uh, that's been an ongoing thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm deeper into uh, Jess and Rosa now, so I'm I'm getting up there. Um, where were you? Told me I think you said you were Fishman Island in the anime. Yeah, you passed me. I I shit. You started after me the rewatch, which is the funny part, and you're you're already in dress, Rosa. Um, I need to get back to it because I am still a fisherman. I, I uh, so the thing is, is that um, I I watch it dubbed mostly, um, because uh, a lot of the times I'm watching it when I'm waiting to go into work, so a lot of things you know can distract me and everything else. So I try and you know keep my attention. As focused as focused as possible on the anime, 
So I decided it would be a lot easier just to watch it in dub, and it's been flying. I've been flying by it without any issue. So, and you know the the arcs. This arc is really good. Um, so I'm I'm excited to get further into it. But I'm getting laid off of my uh, job soon, so that's going to be perfect time to just sit and binge watch because my goal is to be in at least Wano by the time uh, the new year begins. So. Yeah, that's definitely true. Wano about that time. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I need to. I yeah, need to get back to I that mean, rewatch. Because now we're gonna fall behind. <laughs> the, the the biggest thing with Jess Rosa, right, is that it's over a hundred like fifteen episodes or something like that. Yeah, it's it's up there. And then um, I don't think we talked about it in the last episode. But uh, Dragon Ball Z, the Goku vs. Frieza fight, officially got um, surpassed as the longest fight in anime. Um, now it's Kaido and Luffy have the title of the longest fight in anime. And, like, spanning over, like, I think it was, like, 61 episodes, I think uh, it said. So it's just... Yeah, like, it's crazy the amount of uh, hype that One Piece is beginning. You know, like, we got the announcement of season two of uh, the live action. Um, they already have the script for it. They're just waiting for the uh, the uh, strikes to be done. Um, and then Netflix has already said that they want six seasons of it, so it's going to be interesting to see that they do you know, six seasons in, because now we're getting into uh, a territory in One Piece Post Arlong, where everything starts getting really weird, and it's going to be a lot more questions on how they're going to properly animate and do everything. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, how are they going to do Chopper? Um, like we saw with the practical effects of the live action on what they can do, but it's going to be that question: like, are they going to get some short person to dress up like him? Um, are we going to be getting like pure CGI the entire time? So it's going to be one of those things. Like, Chopper was, I know, the biggest concern a lot of people had when they announced the live action. Um, because Frankie, you know, Frankie would be very easy to uh, do. Um, Brooke is up there as, as how are we going to pull this one off um, and make it look clean. But if they get the budget, they'll probably find some way to pull it out, you know? I feel like what makes Brooke just a little bit easier than Chopper is the fact that it's it's just a skeleton. So we're talking a human skeleton here versus yeah. the sonic effect of Chopper. People are afraid uh, that we're going to get that sonic first trailer um, uh, feel where it's like, this is disgusting uh, and hideous. Like that That's yeah. the big fear of this animal coming to life. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting, like... And they start doing it, and then we're getting like the rumble ball effects and the other forms mm-hmm. that Chopper takes. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they're going to animate a lot of those things. Um, I mean, if they got the budget, because they they killed it, they killed it with this one. You know, like this is spawn. Uh, the problem is too is that this is spawning a bunch of uh, live actions now. So now with this coming out. Um, I think it's like the CW is getting a Yu Yu Hakusho live action uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, Lionsgate is talking about wanting to put out a live action Naruto movie. Um, you know, 
pro- the problem is, and I definitely want to do this for a future episode, the idea of what anime can and can't be done in a proper live action. Um, just because this is going to become a, a thing now, uh, especially with Netflix, is because Netflix is always notorious for putting out the live action adaptations of everything. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what they do. And of course, they don't have the best track record. Um, you know, they had Death Note, which failed miserably. Um, which, which, it kills me that they failed miserably because it's a very simple anime to do. The only thing that is very interesting to try and do is trying to do Shinigami. And from like the little bits that I saw, they seem to pull it off. It's just the way that the character of Light was written was written very, very horribly in the live action. And, and that's the thing, like a lot of these animes, like there's a lot of animes that can get a proper adaptation. Um, the Roroni Kenshin movies, for example, a lot of those are like really well done. Um, yeah. And there's a couple like JoJo, um, at least like JoJo's that were released in Japan that were pretty good. Um, and that's another one that's like questionable. Like if Netflix would put out something like that, like JoJo is another one of those ones that the first season, first two seasons is okay, but when you start getting stands brought in, that's when it's going to start getting weird. Is it going to start getting difficult? You start like animating a lot of these things, but mm-hmm. it's one of those like it's one of those wait and sees, you know. Because uh, if they do Naruto like they want to, like how are they going to do Naruto properly? Um, and then this could also spawn, uh, spawn off of them doing another Bleach movie. And the last I watched the live action Bleach movie that was on Netflix, and I mean it wasn't the greatest movie that I've seen. Um, but it was pretty good, and they were able to get the English cast back for it, too, which was pretty cool. So, I mean, it's it's all up in the air, and, you know, it's all those wait-and-sees, like, what's going to happen going forward? Um, but, yeah. But, uh, what about, what about you, uh, So Have you been uh, watching any? Anything or been uh, reading anything interesting? So watching wise, besides my movies uh, rewatch, um, oh, I wanted it off. Uh, besides the one piece rewatch, um, not really too too much. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, I've been watching episodes of uh, uh, Zom 100, the Bucket List of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. I have been keeping up with that every week. I'm actually enjoying it. Zom, Zom's I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm only like a couple episodes behind. Um, I th- or how, how how many episodes am I actually? We're we're I know right now we're at nine. Yeah, I think I made it to episode four or five. Yeah, it's like four yeah. or five. I remember the last thing. I, the last thing I remember was the zombie shark, which is. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's like that's about four or five right there. Yeah, yeah, I think right yeah, because I'm at the point where I just decided that I'm gonna just sit and wait for the rest of the comment and we're gonna just binge watch it. Um, okay. There's there's a couple out there that we were starting to watch, like start watching uh, great, uh, the great cleric. Um, that's a really good if you're into like isekais and stuff like that. Um, that one's pretty okay. good. Um, there was uh, what was another one? 
open, open up my Crunchyroll. I can actually tell you exactly which ones. Oh, now it's telling me I gotta log in. Oh, I am so not logging in. And then, <laughs> I I know it was the Great Cleric was one. Um, there was a couple like other random uh, newer ones we were watching. Um, obviously, just go back to past episodes. Um, and I'm just waiting for a bunch of these to be done. Um, and then like Doctor Stone's coming out soon, so that's another one I'm yes. hopefully gonna hopefully I'm start watching. It's the one I'm hoping to start watching soon. Um, uh, the vending machine one looks the that vending machine uh, dungeon anime that's out. Um, that made of announcement for that one. Uh, that one got announced for a second season. Um, I was that sounds familiar. It's the um, familiar. Yeah, it's the it's the one uh, the guy gets uh, dies. I think gets like crushed by a vending machine, and then he gets isekai to a world, and he wakes up as a vending machine. <laughs> I, now I'm, I'm gonna just, have to watch it. it. It's just one of those like how many of these? I'm waiting for the anime where someone just gets hit by a truck and they become a truck. And I was Man, like, truck cake. Could you imagine truck- that's that's exactly how it works? I, like that, I that's mean, how truck coon works. Truck coon kills you. You reanimate as a different truck coon in a different anime. <laughs> that's yeah. The the yeah the concept of you get isekai into another anime and your truck coon continuing the cycle of uh, truck coons. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. That, that time I got coon. reincarnated as truck coon. I know tomorrow. So, um, Castlevania Nocturne drops, and I am doing nope. waiting for that since it dropped its announcement. So that's gonna be, I can't wait. There's there was a couple like big or ones I saw recently that got announced um, that are coming out soon. Uh, Doctor Stone's dropping in uh, uh, October as well. October twelfth, I believe, is the release date for part two. Um, you have uh, I know Blue Exorcist got announced for a new, brand new season. Um. That one was I actually I sat through Blue Exorcist and I kind I didn't mind it. Um, I mean I wasn't expecting a second season, but it got a second season. Um, another one that I actually enjoy that me and my wife enjoyed that got announced for a new season was uh, World's Finest Assassin. Uh, I think it's the World's Greatest Assassin reincarnates as fi- the finest ex- or aristocrat. I'll get the full title here. Uh, world's Best assassin. Uh, uh, so um, the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Um, that one just got announced for a second season, um, and that one's that one's a pretty good one. Um, if you haven't checked that one out, so uh, I think you'd dig it. Um, and then yeah, obviously uh, I would I would suggest that one. So. Uh, uh, like some of the things we do here, though, is we also do like um, uh, you know uh, suggestion of the week. Um, so like uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I would suggest if anyone hasn't checked it out, check out world's best assa- or the world's finest assassin. It's reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. God, these light t- uh, these light novel names, man. <laughs> <laughs> they are the worst. Like I was, um, there's like some really weird ones out there. And I've I've heard um, was there was one 
and uh, it, it just got announced for an anime adaptation too. It's like a hundred girls that really, 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 really love you. And it's literally this, or, and me and Triple talked about it. I think it was our seasonal episode. Um, so uh, in that one, we talked about this anime and it's basically this guy uh, meets like a love God and love God's like, I'm so sorry for, you know, getting you rejected a hundred times. He goes, I'm going to help you find your true love now. And he accidentally puts on an extra few zeros and this guy slowly just gains a harem of a hundred girls that just really, really love him. That's insane. <laughs> Dude, it's Not just because all those really, but the fact that he just gets a harem of women, like, that's that's insane. Dude, that's, there's so many of those hair that and the animes are literally like, oh, I messed up here. Um, smartphone was like that. Right? Like, um, uh, uh, in another world with my smartphone, an anime is like, God accidentally kills the main character. And he's like, I'm sorry, so I'm going to reincarnate you in this brand new world where you're going to just be really strong as an apology. And it just evolves there. And then the guy has a smartphone that basically has unlimited power and he can just call or look up stuff online and stuff like that. It's crazy. That's another harem anime. That one goes from like zero to harem very quickly, though. Damn. Like, the second season, like he, like going into it, like he meets two girls, then two girls becomes four girls, and then he has like six or seven at the end of the first season, and then the la- the next season, season two that just came out, he gained like four brand new girls at the very end of it. So, and it was like back to back to back to back that he was getting these ladies, man. And it was like um, a lot of them were like. Uh, you know, political relationships. Some were like, hey, you saved us. This is my daughter. Fall in love, you know, kind of stuff. It's just, it's, it's fantasy anime, man. Like, it, shit makes no sense. Just imagine that. Your luck is so buns that God gives you ultimate riz. So you know what? I owe you one. Here, here's unlimited riz. Uh, all right, we are going to be sl- uh, switching over to our main topic this week, which is um, our discussion of who would win in a fight, Crocodile from uh, One Piece, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Zero, um, versus Gara, the Kazakage of Naruto, um, former Jin Cherokee, and stuff like that. So, Zo, um, a we have a little Snapchat group that me, Triple, and So have that we sit and we discuss uh, some things. And we decided to talk about, like, how are we going to power scale hockey versus ninjutsu? So the thing is, is that we're looking at two different animes that have this vast power system of, you know, chakra versus hockey, level fruit powers. And we have to, you know, and then, Nar- you know, Naruto has the Jin Cherokee effect, so now Gara has all the power from the Jin Cherokee, and Shikaku, and all those other powers. And, you know, Crocodile has, you know, his devil fruit abilities, and he's got hockey for what we believe he might have. Um, I don't think they really specify in the anime or the manga that he has hockey, but supposedly um, a lot of fans are saying that during uh, Marine Ford. Since he was able to kind of go toe to toe with some of the other like well-known hockey users, like Mihawk, for example, that um, 
during some time when he was in prison that he somehow learned how to do hockey. Um, and I know a lot of fan, a lot of fans are saying that he, or a lot of things are saying that you know he has the ability to his key or his uh, hockey into sand. So now we're looking at ornament hockey. If he has has it, we don't know if he has anything. But all we know is that he's just really good with his double fruit as a power. Yes. You you brought it up pretty well. Um, if you want to go and take the floor on uh, the one of the topics that we were discussing, I think it was Gara's power system. I think was something we discussed. So if you want to take the floor for that one. Mm, so you mean like? Let me go back to our. Uh... No, not you. Let's go back to talking anime to get my refresher, refresher, refresher. Yeah, because we, we yeah, because I, I know, I know for a lot of this is gonna be like it, it, it's obviously with any of these things, it's always uh, it, it's never a who versus who within the same universe, which is a lot easier to do. It's like okay, they have the same power scaling system, they have the same you know uh fighting uh mechanics and whatnot and so on and so forth. No, we're talking about two separate universes that use two completely different systems of power. So it's always a bit of a challenge to try to transition them into a whole, well, what if this person fights this person? It turns obviously into, you know, one minute uh melees, death battles, and so on and so forth. In which we gotta calculate a bunch of these things separate and then try to kind of Put them in a world where it's like, okay, let's let's balance it into the same world now. But um, as far as far as like things to consider for both, you definitely got to consider uh their feats with their powers as well as the power itself. So it's not just like, all right, cool, you know, they're both sand users, whatnot. Not what they do with said abilities that cause them to be known as the greats. I mean, you got Crocodile, who was known as Desert King, and you've got Gara, who was known as Gara of the Sand. So, obviously, their epitaphs prove their proficiencies in their sand powers. Um, but there's so many things to consider. Um, like Mitch said, we've got Gara on Chinchuriki's side. Now, we got to take into consideration that uh, most of Gara's feats until he got killed were Shukaku with him. And then afterwards, where he was still able to retain Shukaku's ease of controlling sand. Because he can control sand without it. Yeah, We've got that proof with Magnet Release. Magnet Release allows him to do the exact same things he's doing with sand. But we're talking now that the Gara doesn't even need to use his magnet release. And if he does, he uses it as a last resort to strengthen his already, like, defenses, offenses, however he's using the sand. Where he, he's strengthening it using his Keke Genkai. Yeah. And, and the thing with Gara, too, is that Gara is known for being a very strong defensive um, fighter too, like his defensive ninjutsu is like insane, you know, from having like the the sand coffins, the sand shields, and stuff like that. 
Um, Gara is a hundred percent like when that's why you know when they did the Ninja War, he was part of a sealing team because he has some of the best like sealing style jutsus in all of Naruto. You know, from having like uh, you know the sand, the great sand mausoleum. Um, you know, having the sand coffin and abilities like that. And the sand, the thing with the sand coffin too is that he can mold the sand coffin to just about any position on a human. Like it doesn't have to be like a full like um, covering, like he did with the fight against Lee. Like when he had a little of the sand coffin on uh, Lee's leg and was able to crush his leg. So like. Gara's control of the sand is just as well, or just as good as, you know, Crocodile's control of the sand, you know. But when we're looking at it defensively, I mean, I kind of like Crocodile's defensive style with the uh, sand, where it's feeling more like his body is basically made of sand. Unlike Gara, who basically has, uh, it's more of like an armor that's around him. Because, you know, we see with the fight against Sasuke and against Lee and them that um, his, you know, the, the sand around his body that like a shield does crack over time when he takes damage. Crocodile, it's like it just phases through him unless, you know, you can use water, which is one of his weaknesses. Or obviously hockey if, you know, uh, because he's a Logia user. So it's, we also have to look at like, if we look at like defensive abilities alone looking at two very capable defensive strategic minds here. Um, and, like, we even see it, you know, like, beginning of Naruto when we first introduced to Gara during the uh, tuning exam. Like, we see how great his defenses are there. And, you know, we see him a little offensive in the, uh, his fights during the tuning exam. It's not until the, the fight with Naruto or we get to see his abilities more, you know, up front and everything else. Um, and then, you know, the Great Ninja War is another great example. Um, fight with, um, uh, God, uh, Deidre. Uh, that's another uh, good one where it's like, we see how good Gara can be um, when it comes to combat-wise. But again, he is mainly, like, really known and really gifted with offensive ninjutsu. Um I guess just like Crocodile, because Crocodile is really defensive, too, with his ability. Um, but, I mean, he's got some pretty wicked abilities, too, and that hook, man. The hook alone, too, is pretty nasty. And I I, I really do think that um, when it comes down to, like, if they were melee close-up, I really think that um, Crocodile's use of hockey would easily probably break through most of Gara's defenses. Because hockey is all driven to the, driven by the power of person's will. So if and Crocodile has a, a pretty strong will, but again, we don't know how to the fullest extent his hockey power is, or if he even has a hockey. We just this is all just assuming that he has these things. You know? Even even without that alone, Crocodile is a monster. We're talking about me personally. Crocodile was introduced way too early. For who he stands as, he was introduced so early in a series where people overlook him. They're like, oh man, Luffy at base washed him. And it's like, no, 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 hold up now. Luffy almost died twice and almost died a third time. Yeah. Like, Luffy was at 
knocking on death's door with this motherfucker. And, and Crocodile was, he was nasty with the shit. But besides that, Crocodile is, you're talking about an eight foot frame. He's a muscular man standing at an eight foot stature who took Gatlings to the face. Not only that, we're talking Impel Down. Impel Down, we're talking the fact that not only was he put in level six because levels three, four, and five have no effect on him, but my man's got put to level six, which is a big feat in One Piece to be a pirate and just get put to level six. You got to be a badass motherfucker for this. On the entrance to Impel Down, they get boiled by water. Mind you, we just finished saying that water is Crocodile's biggest weakness. Not because of it being not because of him just being a devil fruit user at the same time, but it's the fact that the sand obviously clumps up and it solidifies. So water acts like the before we introduced hockey aspect on how to take a Logia down. Which was only like it only applied to him. It was like, alright, cool, water. Bam. Now, how do you take the rest of these Logias down that we're going to take? Like, water's not going to work the same on Smoker. Water's probably not going to work the same on Ace. It's definitely not going to work the same on Akainu. So what system do we introduce to make this a fighting chance for people who don't have Devil Fruit powers and who also don't have Logia Devil Fruit powers? So, like, even before the concept of hockey being introduced, right, we got the water for Croc. And then fell down, they get boiled alive practically as a cleansing ceremony. Like, all right, we're going to come in here, boom, boom, boom. We're going to process you in. Now we're going to put you in this cauldron of boiling hot water. And Crocodile apparently took this without flinching. That he took Jozu's uh, diamond arm attack that was infused with Buso hockey, full frontal. He took kicks from Don Quixote. He took a two-handed slash. From Mihawk, unfazed, and he fought a kind of un like Marineford and Crocodile equals unfazed because he was unfazed oh, yeah. the entire time. Oh, so we're talking about even even regardless of the fact that this man is put to a point where he can't use his double fruit, that doesn't matter. He's got durability like a motherfucker. Uh-huh. So it, it's it's like it, it's tough. It, it's it's a really tough concept because now we got two people who just at the basics alone control sand. Cool. They can really counter each other because crocodile controls sand just like Gara controls sand. So if they come to the point of controlling each other's sand, they can kind of nullify each other because yeah. one does what the other one does in that aspect. The, I can do anything you can do better, you know? Yeah, it becomes a, it becomes that kind of a fight. It becomes like a back and forth thing. Like, like it's like, all right, I throw my punch. Haha, that was it. Here's mine. Oh, that was your punch? Nah, I got you. Boom, here's mine. Like, it, it, it's such a good fight on that standpoint. Which is why you would have to incorporate so many other things into this mix. Can guard the Taijutsu? Um, what happens then if Gar decides to do something that puts Crocodile at a disadvantage and vice versa? And then now it's 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 so calculative. Because as we know, if like Gara never really gets in the situation where he has to do Taijutsu, so 
You know, he probably, we have to know that he probably knows the basic taijutsu, because obviously, most, uh, you know, nin- uh, ninjas know basic taijutsu. But, again, he's definitely more of the defensive uh, ranged, but, like, again, his ranged attacks, Crocodile could easily just, you know, use his ability to, you know, reverse it or get away from it and stuff. So now, do we we have to have this conversation of, okay, now we're going to introduce Shukaku. So now he has the ability to use uh, wind-style jutsu and stuff like that mm-hmm. when he has Shukaku take over. So now, Crocodile going up against uh, even, like, a minor cloak, a partially transformed uh, Gara. Um, we had to look of, okay, so can he handle fighting the uh, the, uh, the Shikaku demon? But obviously, Crocodile could probably handle that, because, again, he has taken a lot more damage from a lot stronger beings. Again, we don't know how strong, you know, we, how strong Shikaku is compared to someone who has the power of, you know, Mihawk, who can, you know, split ships in half, you know, with a single swing of his sword, um, you know, or who has, you know, the ability of, like, Juzo and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's, we don't, we can't really compare that level of power. But, I mean, overall, I think when it comes to intelligence, it's Crocodile. Like, oh, I fucking it, hands down, yeah. This fight would literally just come down to who can use their power more wisely and smarter than the other. Mm-hmm. That's how this fight would go, because they they basically nullify each other when it comes to power, because they both have the exact same power. So it's coming down to who is smarter and who uses it more. Um, again, we've seen. I think we've seen Gara get wet before, and it really didn't do that much to him. Like, I think it delayed his shield or his sand shield for a little bit. That was it. So, I mean, if Crocodile could get him wet, which kind of ruin it for him too, um, he might have a chance there. And Crocodile has the hook again. So if Ara's defenses are down, then he just has to run up and like hook stab Gara in a vital spot and Gara's basically dead if his sand sh- uh, shield isn't there. But again, though, uh, we also have to look at like the fact that the sand has a will of its own. Uh, the gore that uh, the sand that he keeps on the gourd in his back. So now we have to play that into effect. Like that sand is that sand going to be there to block the attacks and stuff like that? And and crocodile control that kind of or that one. So then we go into, well, then Gara can go and use his magnet release, so that way he can start doing, like, gold sand and iron sand and stuff like that. I think the gold sand, and when he starts, like, doing the magnet release a little bit more, I think that's when Crocodile starts getting to that point where it's a challenge for the fight. I can believe so, too, because... Magnet release isn't really exclusive to just being able to lift this sand. You're talking about iron sand, as they call it. It's iron. It's crushed up iron. So now you're talking about alloys that are being bent to his will. You got a Sunshinki who could do it. I think it was the was it the second or third Kazekage. I'm thinking it was the third. It was the one that turned into a puppet. That got turned into a puppet. He was able to control iron sand. Um, Gara's father controls gold yeah. sand. That's, that's crushed up gold. It's gold dust. 
So we're talking about different elements now that don't fall into the sand aspect. So outside of sand, that that could definitely pose a problem for uh, yeah. our old dear old man Croc. But again, like you said, Croc's intelligence is just immaculate. Like you're talking about a man who ran an organization behind the scenes and didn't get found out until yeah. plot. Who then decided to run a different organization later on in the manga that put his crew as dangerous to the world government. Like him, Mihawk, and Buggy. Like, yeah. we don't even count Buggy. Just him and Mihawk alone. Oh, yeah. They, was a they, whole problem. Like, you're talking about, oh, there's a crew with Mihawk and Buggy hunting down Marines on bounties? Nah, that's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, somebody gotta be a Yonko there. They're, they're a problem. They're a yeah, fucking problem. You got... With that group, you got the craziness, and I want to say it's just sheer dumb luck that is buggy. Um, and again, his double for abilities is he he is up there as he controls his just as well. Crocodile does. Um, you have Crocodile, who is known as he's one of the only few people who has like a very well trained double fruit ability. Um, and again, like. A fight with Gara, like if he's able to even touch Gara, he basically can absorb all the moisture out of Gara too. Like, that's the other thing that we have to look at too. Like Crocodile mm -hmm. can take moisture out of things. All he has to do is touch something, and it it, it can be something that is living or non-living. Like, he can absorb moisture out of stuff. So like that's another thing that you have to look into the fight. And of course, you know, like again in this group. Um, you have Mihawk, who's known as one of the best hockey users in the world. So yeah, like that group is deadly enough as it is. I mean, like the only thing you could kind of do that would almost match that is if you were to have Gara, Naruto, and Sasuke on the same group together. But like then that's another. See, now that would be an interesting fight. If it no, was, that definitely would be because you're talking about swordsman wise. You got Sasuke versus Mihawk on swords. That's that's <laughs> that's an interesting battle. Nara, uh, uh, Naruto and um, Buggy would have their fight, and it would be basically uh, Naruto's shadow clone and Buggy's chop chop fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that one would that, be funny. Yeah, that would be because it'd just be like endless like puffs of clouds. It would just be so many clouds of Naruto's clones getting stabbed. But yeah, no. I think when it comes to this fight, it, it definitely does come down to intelligence and who just aces their moves properly. It's all this fight really does come down to in the long run. Um is, again Way well, if you put both these guys in a giant sandy area, they're basically in their own domain, they're in like a, the best spot possible. Then you have Crocodile, who's basically invincible in those kinds of uh, it's mm -hmm. like he can create sandstorms, you know, like he has like some really uh, crazy powers, he can turn, he might create, create uh, he can create quicksand and stuff too. So, there's it all comes down to it, like, I think in the end, if this was to get, like, the animated death battle, 
Um, I think it would be like Gara tries to do like a sand mausoleum or something. Crocodile finds a way to get out of it and then just stabs Gara in the behind. You know, it'd just be like a hockey infused uh, hook to the chest. Because that I do want to see. A, a, a death battle. See, death battle, they're a little bit more intricate with their things. They, they definitely take into consideration everything for both universes, uh, try to apply the logics into it, so on and so forth. And their battles are a little bit more thorough. Whereas you got minute melees. Obviously, you're cramming a minute just of a quick fucking fight. It's like, all right, here we got Gar. Here we got freaking Crocodile. Because I just finished seeing it, too. They had Croc winning that one. But, you know, it's a minute battle. Like, it goes by so fast, and there's not much you can cover within a minute in terms of each of their, like, true strengths. Yeah. In the fight, it just turned into, all right, they were here mixing Taijutsu, throwing sand at each other, so on and so forth. And they were Crocodile dehydrating Gara. But there's so much more at play than just that. Because, like you said, you've got Crocodile's hook, and Crocodile's hook is a poison hook. And under the poison hook, is a blade. So he has a contingency plan with the hook. Oh, yeah. He has a hook covered in gold. Boom. He can stab you right through. Oh, that failed? Not a problem. He's got poison under that golden cover. So now if he stabs you with it or catches you with it, you're getting poison. You broke that off? Not a problem. Now he's got a little blade that comes out of it. You break the blade? His, the rest of the hook itself is a blunt weapon so no matter how you break the hook down the hook is just such a versatile weapon in croc's hands so he's got his hook he's got the fact that he can dehydrate you with his open hand you've got the fact that he's just his iq is just ridiculous the fact that he can calculate just a grand scheme out of just a little bit of information provided to him your man looked at the straw hat crew saw the armbands on him and was like, ah, I see what y'all did there. In case Bon Clay want to fuck around and find out and turn to one of you guys, you guys can tell each other apart with those armbands. We got to figure this shit out. Which he did. He countered it by having Bon Clay also putting on the armband. What he didn't count for was that they had another consistency plan under it. Hey, why not put the X's under the armband just in case? Thanks to my man Zoro. Just in case they copy us the same way and get the jump on us this way. You know what? Right. Let's put X's under there. Because if in case this happens and we meet somebody, they have the armband. All right, remove the armband now. I want to see if you are who you are. But the fact that Crocodile took that little bitty information of just seeing armbands on them and going, that's not just a fashion accessory. It's for this. And the fact that he was leading baroque works from the shadows for so long that that's cunning and calculative of him like he, he plays he plays chess he plays chess with what he does every single move that he makes he plays chess yeah yeah no like it's it's definitely as the only time we really see gara go like full out like using his knowledge is basically during the war and that's really it and mm-hmm. his strategic his strategic mind is very limited on what he can you know possibly do uh in that time and place but no like in, in the end i think like it would go to crocodile just for the fact of uh the way he would use his abilities and the resources he has 
I think if you give Crocodile enough time to prepare against Gara, he would definitely beat Gara. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But, and it's yeah. a bit too, because me, fans, I'm a little biased. Crocodile is, like, my favorite One Piece character. Like, hands down, my favorite One Piece villain. Love this arc. Love everything about Croc. And him coming back for the Cross Guild, just like, yes, I'm so happy that this became a thing. But obviously, in this type of thing, I didn't want to be biased. So it's like, all right, I got to look at both ends. I got to see what Gar can do, what he can do, how they can counter each other. And it's just like, damn, I still have to give it to my mans because of these reasons. Yeah, no, and I mean, again, I'm biased because Gara is like one of my favorite, you know, villains turned side characters in Naruto. He's at least up there, you know, as like my top three Naruto characters. And I and again I'm on the same boat with you. Crocodile is one of my favorite villains too in One Piece. And you know when I went through and I watched Impel Down and stuff like that, and Impel Down going to Marine Ford, and then Crocodile's there. I'm like, this is actually really cool because you know I, I like I said I love Crocodile. Alabasta was one of my favorite arcs um, before yes. going into you know. I guess right now up there would be I think right now um Marine Ford's probably my favorite arc right now. Um but Dress Rosa's getting up there because uh, I, I finally got to see Fujitora uh Fujitora, so now I'm I'm excited for him because he's one of my favorite um admirals, so Yeah, Fujitora, oof. Oh yeah. No, that's that's a that's a great character because um there's uh there's a movie it's uh, a blind, it's a blind swordsman samurai movie, and he's basically based off of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, like his entire design and everything is based off of this movie character. It's like one of those iconic like samurai movies. Um, right. I'll I'll yeah. send you the link to the like the one like big fight scene that happens in the movie, and yeah, like you can definitely see the character's uh, design and inspiration uh, from that. Um, but. Uh, with that being said, uh, I, again, in the end, um, I'm going to give Crocodile the win on this one. Hands down, the dub goes to Croc. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's uh, like, bias-wise, it was an easy decision. Not bias-wise, and actually looking at all the bad stats and specs, it, it kind of was like a thing. Because, you know, me being biased, then I want to just be like, nah, you know what, let me root for the other guy, since, you know, I'm going to be biased. And it's like, nah, it's kind of hard to root for the other guy on this one, when, again, feats is another thing that takes place in, in, in this whole entire thing. What feats have each of them done with their powers? We're talking, granted, Gara was literally born to be this weapon. Yeah. And since the age of six, Gara has been hunted down by his father and his assassins so since that time frame he's over here fighting using his abilities but fighting using your abilities and training is 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 completely different to me the crocodile trained his abilities to the point where he has damn near mastery of it and if loki uses have an awakening crocodile definitely has to be put on that list Mm. like there's no confirmed loki awakenings but if they're once one of them he cracks that shell once we get awakened Logia, Crocodile definitely has to be on that list. You're talking about the man that was introduced to me too early because of his feats. 
he, he went to the New World. He fought against Whitebeard. Um, he lost, but he fought against Whitebeard. Um, your man was basically the supernova of his time. And he's had his devil fruit just as long. And he's got damn near, if not full-blown mastery of it to the point where he doesn't even need to think about it. It's, it's breathing to him for him to just take bullets and just, boom, he turns to sand. It's, it's no-brainer to him. He doesn't even have to think about using his ability. His ability is, boom, instant. Like, that's, that's mastery. That, that's training. That's time dedicated to his devil fruit. Yeah, no, and yeah, again, it, it all comes, like I said, it all comes down to who has the, the better strategy in this fight, and it would be, it would be, it would be Crocodile in the end. Mm-hmm. And if we, we've gotten to the point where we've said it enough times, we already decided who was the winner. So with that the being winner is Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> And with that being said, I have been Mitch. I have been so, guys. And we will see you guys next time when it's a beautiful day to talk some fucking anime. Peace out, everyone. Bon voyage. <laughs>